Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast. Episode 67. Today's episode is another installment of our series, Cruise Control, set in the Star Wars universe between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. It is played using Fantasy Flight Games' Star Wars and Genesis role-playing materials and the Mythic GM emulator. This is Scene 6. The Moff questions JT about activities in the cargo hold. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Giant Tessa, when we last saw you, you were being led away from the Imperial. Good news, you didn't have to pay for the lunch. And... There was guards there, and... But they, they weren't stormtroopers. No. The, guard, the guards were... Moff staff. Moff staff. And they didn't cuff you or anything. They just kind of, like... Come with us. Yes. And Ursa Dial escorts you along. Yes. Uh, she's not making chit-chat with you. There's just the clack, 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 clack of her heels as she heads down the corridor. She does take another call... Um, as you're led along, so... Definitely try to listen in, because these guards certainly aren't talking. Okay, you can try to listen in. So, that'll be an average perception check. Three successes and a threat. What is your strain level these days? I have taken four strain. So, you could take another strain. As you hear her side of the conversation, clearly she is talking to somebody who is superior to her. Well, yes, sir... Of course. There's things about, you know, like, status updates will be forthcoming, uh, you know, as she hears more, um, that she she has a person of interest that she can bring. I'm trying to think she, she, she would, like, try to interject. A little wave in the background. You're talking to Moff. Can I, can I just talk to him real quick? She turns around and shoots you a, a glare and steps a little further away. And she uh, continues to tell him that... She tells him that she has a person to bring to one of their rooms, and then you hear her go like, oh, you want me to take her there? Yeah, let's definitely go there. Whatever you say, sir. Then the next turbo lift you get to, she enters, and instead of pressing a level button, she takes out an imperial code cylinder, cylinder, and she plugs that in as like a system override. Let's see, I could have just taken a sec. And then she enters the deck 2B. Okay, well, perfect. Down into the bowels of the ship to the cargo level. You exit. Old news to JT. You walk down the hall. There is a turned-off binary lifter droid standing in the hallway outside the cargo room. I guess at least he gets a break. Then you enter the cargo room, and it looks somewhat similar to the last time you were here. Well, there's less glitter in the air. I mean, it, it had to come down at some point. Yeah. There's a, a dusting of glitter, blue glitter about. You know, you can see some boot prints here and there. <laughs> and there's stormtroopers. Didn't know about that. Or did I see them from that? Or did I only hear you about heard, You heard some of this. I heard this. some of this voice. But that's different from seeing a stormtrooper up close. Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, GT has to look up to see stormtroopers. GT has to look up to see most people. <laughs> this is not unusual for her. Her neck gets a lot of workout. Yeah, not Astromex. That's true. But one would never say GT looks down on Astromex. So there are some stormtroopers there. They're not poking around or anything. They're, they're kind of like milling about. They're like standing at attention, kind of like guard position in the mm-hmm. general area of the moths. Okay. Cargo area secure. They do not provide information to her because they are there at the behest of a gentleman that you see before you. Describe this gentleman. He is a tall, dark-skinned human, sturdily built like he keeps in shape. He works out. And you might say that he was handsome in an older human kind of way. And then he like turns to look fully at you. He's and the other bald? side... He was not bald when he was uh, in the on film. Right. He is bald now, though. As he turns to look at you, you get a look at the other half of his face, and in a kind of Phantom of the Opera sort of way, that side of his face is heavily scarred with burns, and those burns extend up onto his scalp. So he he is shaved bald, even in like the places that aren't scarred, because you imagine from his look 
that, uh, yeah, it would be patchy. He's uh, seen some nasty things. And he, he's wearing black leather gloves. And he's got, like, a long sleeve jacket on, so you can see, like, these scars kind of, like, go down his neck and throat and stuff. You don't know okay. how much he was burnt up. And he's got, you know, a deep, rugged, masculine voice that I'm incapable of oh, producing. He looks like he would be in the picture of health if he hadn't been horribly burned in something. Yeah, war will do that, do you? And we are going to roll some motivations for him. Oh, boy. We know already some things about him, but we are going to randomly determine some others. The first number is 97. It's desire. Desire 97 is going to be swapped out for desire I like better, as is my purview. You know, as long as it makes a decision happen, it's okay. Purpose of the dice roll is not to, it's to get declare what happens, but to force you to take action. Yes. All right, please roll fear. Fear is 32. Being blown up. Hmm. I'm trying to remember if Cho said he was, like, already known to the moth or... From JT's conversation with Cho, JT knows that Cho followed the moth here, but she doesn't know if there was ever any interplay between the two of them. Right. From Clearly, her, Cho is not a fan of the moth, right? You don't yes. know if Cho has anything personally against this moth, or if it's a matter uh, of... Just a convenient target. Cho stumbled upon something that he right. thought the Rebellion would care about. Okay. You do know, from what you overheard at the end of lunch, that they were looking for a Pantoran who matched Cho's description, and you heard over the comm them saying, like, oh, there he is! And yeah. her being like, don't let him get away. We need to question him, or something like that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, well, at various times you can sprinkle in reports from the... <laughs> Phone calls might, from might the be sergeant. coming in. Yeah, we got him on... Or the, we got him pinned down. Just be a matter of... Ask for... We need a medic. <laughs> uh, uh, sir, I'm tendering my resignation. <laughs> you need more motivations? Or do you know the other two? We are going to roll D100 for strength. 49. <sighs> okay, that one makes sense. And... Flaw. One. Oh, yes. That made sense. That was probably not his flaw before he got blown up, but it is now. Vengeance of some sort. Okay. All right, so JT needs to get this moth to go to the gala, contribute as a wealthy donor. That's your goal. That's the goal. For this encounter? That's JT's goal. You may recall this scene was triggered by Delay the Mundane, and we determined that the moth was actually somewhat torturous. Yep. So... An older, scarred gentleman turns to regard JT. Would JT recognize his, like, uniform or whatever as, like, that's Imperial Moth, or, or he's not even necessarily dressed like that? Or does JT know who this guy is? Probably not, since he didn't know much about him. Why don't we roll action subject on the random table to see, like, what he was interrupted from mm. by JT's actions? Action 28, separate... Subject limbs, no. Subject 57, tactics. So he was making some plans to divide and conquer, perhaps. And let me just double check what chaos. Oh, yeah. The chaos went up, whatever it was. The at. chaos is 8 now. Yeah. You can thank Cho for that when uh, you next see him. Also, we can thank the stormtroopers. But uh, yeah, there was, it was a two way street of comedy of errors. Tragedy of errors? Okay, so separate tactics. I think he was in the ballroom that he confiscated from you, working on whatever his scheme is, which are unknown to you, as well as unknown to me. Nefarious plots to win the heart of that other moth. Through acquiring... Torturous influence. Yeah. The tryst theory is still on the table. Okay. Since he was, like, working on his thing, I think he is dressed in Tarkin-style moth uniform. So it would be the gray jodhpur pants, the tunic with the black leather belt, the black leather boots up to the knee, except he is wearing black leather gloves as well, okay. which is not always worn. And he's got some code cylinders, and he's got a variety of little squares of various colors that are inconsistent. Means nothing to JT whatsoever. Great. Blue, red, I don't know. Renzi has some of those too, but JT does not fall. So he turns and he, like he takes regards, a second to regard JT. He regards JT. Ah, JT's a very forward person. You must be the moth. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs> you used to kind of hand JT. Yes. 
Do you, like, rush up to him? Or? I don't rush up to him. What, we're ten feet apart or whatever. Why don't you make a charm check That's right. to see how well this goes over? <laughs> Can't stop. Charm drain. Uh, charm, it goes against cool. cool. Which he's probably pretty cool. And cool is based off of presence. And he is an imperial mop, so there's oh, going to be a number of dice that you do not like. That's okay. Would be three reds and two purples. Okay. Uh, why don't we say three reds and one purple? I will knock his presence down one as a result of the injuries he sustained. Ah, like he's not scars. As... He feels less confident in himself. But you will also get a mm. black die. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. He is starting from a position of already being angry. Do I get a blue die for surprising him, like catching him off guard? By... Yes. And don't forget, you do have story points if you want them. Yeah, why don't we spend them right now? Just to set the tone. Yeah. So it's a totally even. Oh, good thing someone has a knack for it. Charm. Oh, you threw away the black die. Yeah. Failure with three advantages. So, good news, you're not immediately slapped in irons. <sighs> if I get um, slapped in those binders, I know that's not a problem. You know that's not a problem, but I don't think JT oh, knows JT that. Oh, JT doesn't? Okay. I wasn't sure. Um, I thought he's... I wasn't sure if he said he messed with something. I don't you know notes here about it, though. He brought you over and he showed you the stuff. It's possible when you were flying around that you saw that well, a box was open. We'll worry about that if we get there. Okay. Three advantages. What does it take to learn something about him? Can I learn something for two? Three advantages <laughs> is enough to, for desire or fear, whereas oh. two advantages is enough for strength or flaw. Tell me about his flaw. And you want a recovery strength? Yeah. Okay. But you failed this check. Yes. So that costs you two strain because I believe that was your opening salvo into <laughs> social combat. I still want to learn something. His flaw is anger, which you learn because you go to shake his hand and you're acting all friendly. And Look, I'm not acting friendly. <laughs> I am friendly. You are being friendly, and let's see, someone whose flaw is anger lashes out at themselves or others with undue cause or extreme force. So does he slap me? He doesn't, like, slap you across the face, but he, like, slaps your hand away. You know, you, like, go to shake hands, and he just backhands your hand away. Now I have a question. His hands are in gloves. Does his hands feel heavy when he smacks me with them? Or would you like a vigilance check or something Um, to assess that? Vigilance check. How difficult is this? It's not surprising at all he's wearing gloves. Yeah. We'll set this at three purples, but I will give you a blue die because of your close familial relationship to various metal people. Mm-hmm. Your non-organic family. Yes. I uh, know. JG just refers to... Uh, uh, that's just her family. She oh, the other one is the organic. This is the organic family. Uh, one success and one thread. I'll take some strain because that's a little... Yeah. Not alarming, but... That, ow. Yeah. Yeah, so the hand, the hand that's left, like, he seems to be right-handed, like most people are. Yeah. And the right hand that flaps you away with the back feels... Clang, clang, clang. Clang, clang, clang. So you don't know if well, both nice. hands are that way, but at least one hand is a robotic-y hand. Sure. He slaps your hand away Sorry. and, like, kind of yells at you for just, like, waltzing in here as if there is not a trouble in the world. Then he, like, looks over your shoulder to Ursa. He, he's just like, who is this person? That's what I just said. Ursa addresses him respectfully and says, this is Jai Tessa. She seems to have something to do with the disturbance that happened here. I feel like JT is going to go to say something, but gets cut off because he yes. gets a, a go. And the moth snaps a demand to know what, like, she's got blue hair. But her skin sure isn't blue. Like, what's going on with that? <laughs> so does he take his turn to, like, skating tirade his, his associates? Ah, excellent. I pissed him off. Into, he's taking out on everyone. So he is berating his own staff and demanding to know what's up. And Ursa says that uh, the, the that person of interest is, is currently being pursued by Sergeant Renault's squad. And, uh, Sergeant, oh no. <laughs> and the, what's he call it? The Ape Squad? Or like, probably one of the other stormtroopers. Like, ah, right now, guy's going nowhere. Glad I'm not on the Ape Squad. <clears throat> Sorry. No uh, seriously. <laughs> you know, you gotta keep it lighthearted. So Panaka turns back to you, JD. I think for this round, he is going to do the perception check that you can do sometimes. Sure. 
to gain insight into the person you're talking to. The book advises that this is not something that you can do repeatedly and that the person is aware that you're essentially staring them down. Like, he takes his time to, like... To look I interrupted over, his, like, regarding yeah, me earlier. To evaluate you and, like, you know... A moth is staring at you, like, do you squirm? Like, that kind of thing. Like, okay. what type of person is he dealing with here? That's what he is doing. So, this is going to be his perception versus your cool. If he succeeds, he will get one of your motivations. Sure. He is going up against a red and three purples. Please roll on his behalf. Three greens. Moths, not known for their perception. He does succeed. He has one success, one threat, and a despair. I feel like JT's not hiding anything at this point, so okay. he can... What insight would you, like, him to gain? He can probably learn, like, JT's flaw, that JT is a trusting person. JT might be aware of the danger here, but this person he's talking to... <laughs> so just like Cho, he gathers that you're a genuine person. Yes, which is mostly true. JT is trusting, but sometimes she lies to people. Yes, but you're not putting up a front or anything? No, not right now. Let's see where this conversation goes. So you're a trusting person, and he can maybe exploit that. What do you want to do with his... His threat could just be he takes some strain. This is unexpected. Like, he's probably used to dealing with a world of intrigue, imperial... Well, he certainly wasn't expecting yes, a spunky little event planner to show up. A spunky event planner. That's right. So he's going to take strain. And what do you want to do with this despair? You could certainly learn another motivation if you wanted, but... We can also have, like, a random event happen related to other things going on on the ship that could help you in some way. But it might be too early in the... I think it's a little too early for that. I don't know if I want to just learn anything. I could take it out as an upgrade on whatever I do oh, next. Yeah, because yeah, he's... Yeah, yes. Like, this is surprised him, perhaps irritated him further. Or, like, he doesn't view JT as a threat, necessarily. Perhaps he was prepared for, like, person of interest. Okay, maybe we've got a rippled operative or something else. And we have this event planner. Petite woman walks in in her... Is it her pantsuit, right? I think yes, that's Got your, the whole blue motif. Your blue uh, purse. Her big shoulder bag. Yeah. It's a utility shoulder bag. Utility shoulder bag. He probably thinks this person is just an idiot. Well, we'll see. So, do you wish him to make a move? Do you want to make a move? I think JT should make a move. Okay, so friendliness... Not what he's interested in. Brought me back here, probably to ask me, what is this place about? You fell into a crate. Yeah. And you know Cho was messing with one of the other crates because you saw that it was open when you were flying around. Right. Some of the other crates are open as if they were checked to make sure they were okay. Yeah. Trying to find a way to make this negotiation. Like, he doesn't want to be friendly. He's a business professional is what he wants, uh, clearly. Trying to figure out the right way to phrase this such that it's not being deceptive. Okay. Like, I want to say that, yes, I came down here to check out this room because this is the room I got reassigned for my charity gala because I had originally reserved the ballroom. Uh, but I was told that you needed that, which I get. I understand. I need that. But this is the only other space that they had that would work. So, but I come down here and there's all this stuff here. I need to rearrange stuff for... The gala, I didn't know it was yours at the time. Or was it, it stamped all over with Imperial? You didn't know it was the moth stuff. Yeah, okay. You didn't see the stamps until Cho pointed them out to you. Right. So I think everything you've said up till now has been truthful, but I right. don't really I'm not, see I'm not that a negotiation. Is, this seems charm, not negotiation. Yes, I know. Unless you want to try to work this into, you can have this space, this space could be yours. Can I have my ballroom back? I think that's like, that's what JT wants. It's like, if you want this space back, that's fine, but like, can I have the ballroom back? Because I need to run this charity gala. Like, that's what I was talking with your chief of staff about. Uh, like, is there any way we could share space? I'm fine with that. It'd be great to have you come to the gala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, which space is more important to you here? The Dame is a big cruise ship, but it's only so big. Okay, I can see that working as negotiation. Like, I'd be happy to switch back and you can have this space. Change around some of my decorations, and he's just like losing interest for. Uh, tell me about his negotiate. Once again, you have hit the weak point. It's always the weak point. Yeah, because Imperial Moths don't negotiate. So he's got. Negotiation four. is presence based. Four purples, but I think I will upgrade one of them. Oh, and I get an upgrade because he hit a despair. One success, two advantages. Okay. I'm going to recover some strain. But you have one success, so that's one, one strain success. caused to him. So he is a little thrown by... Probably he didn't even know that like, some of he, them... Yeah, he's probably not 
it was not on his radar at all that he booted somebody out. It's yeah. just mobs come in and they do what they do. Like yeah. he doesn't worry about the small nitty gritty. That's, that's a problem for Ursa. Yes, that is a problem for Ursa. So the moth, I think he lays into Ursa a little bit here. I feel bad for Ursa. I didn't mean to throw her under the bus. She was actually pretty reasonable. <laughs> it's something kind of along the lines of like, why am I even doing like? Yeah. What is this whole problem doing in front of me? What is this? <laughs> yeah, gesturing up and down at JT. She gives a little wave to Ursa and a sorry shrug. He's like, I don't care about some party. The only space that I care about is the Naboo sector. Now, whether or not the sector of space Naboo is located in is called the Naboo sector or not, that's what he calls it. Right, he's from Naboo. He's, he's the moth, and, you know, he can call it whatever he pleases. Gotcha. But he, he is too angry of a person at this point. He has only taken a tiny bit of strain to attempt to negotiate with you. So he is going to try coercion? some coercion because he wants to know about this alleged crew member who was in here oh, screwing yes. with his things. Yes, that's what he's you know, if you were just you were just moving boxes because of, you know, you called for some droids to move some boxes for you to make space for your fancy party, but that doesn't explain why some of these things were opened and so far he looks around at his various minions. There's a powerful gulp. So far, nobody seems to have found out who that individual is or what they were doing. So tell me about whoever it was you were down here with. And I, I would say this is coercion. He hasn't threatened you personally with like any violence at this point. It but, sounds like coercion. But as he is like saying this and looking at all his employees and everything, like you're seeing There's a tightening the up body there. language of his employees. They clearly feel the threat right. about him. And Two people's milkshake. People don't know why I wish about it. <laughs> that you're gonna use your utility belt for a milkshake? If you need emergency strain relief at some point, I yep. guess you could do that. <laughs> but it would consume your utility belt. And so he said that thing about them being open and stuff, but another thing he says in this kind of little tirade is like this sort of violation, you violation know of imperial property. Yeah. Cannot be allowed to stand. And now he's going to roll coercion on you, and it's not going to be good. Or yellows. Moths are hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. But he did just trash talk my gala. (laughs) You want him to take a black die for trash talking your gala? Or just like, just calling it this party. Okay. If he just said like, I don't care about your event, I don't care about your gala, but like, I don't care about your stupid party. I will grant you that, but I will sadly inform you that he has plausible deniability. That's in the old that Star, is okay. Star Wars. That's how the game is played. Four yellows against two reds and a purple. Three successes and a threat. He's wearing me down here. Now you came into this already down a little bit of strain. I did. Are you asking if he came into I it think down? This is a good question for the table. That would be a good question for the table. Yeah. How likely is it that this fellow is already down some strain because he's upset, perturbed, whatever? I mean, he was disturbed from what he was doing to find out that his stuff had been messed, messed with. with. I, I think it's a sure thing. Chaos factor 8. 95. That's a yes still. All right. We'll say he was down too strain to begin with. Sure. He was getting ready to have a good day, and this just kind of erupted this. Er, what is this? And then JT shows up, and his whole day is ruined. Okay. He did his coercion. He did his coercion. He succeeded with... Yeah, I took three strains. And he took one strain from the threat. I don't know. Catches himself. He's, he knows he's angry. He's angry at this person who's just an idiot. Well, he's also angry at, uh, at his people for not getting things done fast enough. Incompetent Imperial staff. So, you have been asked for information about whoever was down here with you. When yes. you were innocently looking at this space, somebody was messing with his things essentially, is what he has right. said. And I already know that they were chasing after someone fitting Cho's description. So if I give them information they already have, it doesn't matter. Ah, it's going to be a deception check. That is clever. So that is quite clever. So it's like, who's that down? Well, a crew member did let me in. Especially speaking, Cho had to pick the lock. Like, well, a crew member let me in. The guy, he had some hair, he was a blue-skinned fellow. <laughs> he had some hair. <laughs> well, this guy, Tanaka doesn't. <laughs> Like, has some hair. Well, you know, he was blue-skinned. Uh, so I think we're going straight for deception in this situation. Okay. He succeeded in his check. I'll answer his question with a lie. But your strategy here is to provide information that you think they already have. That I think they already have. Okay. Uh, yes, he was very helpful. Let me in. Made sure I was safe. 
Uh, did he, he called the binary load? He arranged for that. Yeah. I asked him to call some load lifting droids. They were down here and they were just outside. I think we should probably get them reactivated. <laughs> JT cannot help but, uh, you know, hate to see them. Just, just sitting there People forgetting about them. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a blue die because I, I think it's clever of you to, to use what you know about what they already know. Deception. But deception goes against vigilance, and vigilance is based on will. So that's red, red, purple, purple. My natural is charm and deception. Natural charm. That's once per. Once per session, I can reroll a charm or deception. Okay. And I mean, don't forget, you also have your force things. I do have my force things. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Ha ha! Two successes, one advantage, one triumph. Oh. I need to heal some strength. So you cause two strain to him. So possibilities on the triumph. I could have gotten some details wrong, but he now believes those are the correct details about this individual they're seeking, like his hair color or something like that. That's a possibility. Uh, I understand. Like I can use this to learn his desire or fear as well. But. I just think that in terms of that being useful, they they have actually like seen him though and are actively chasing him right now. I suppose that's true. Someone who has run away from them when being told to stop. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Is a good idea, and if they hadn't found him yet, it would be helpful, but... Probably. I want to upgrade the difficulty of his next check, then, as I appear to be a compliant individual. Okay. Who, uh, like, oh, yes, mishandled computer property, just feeding into this idea, like, this person is just not on the same level of, like, intrigue that Amoff okay. is. So it might be like, as though he's pulling his punches, whatever he's planning to do. So, he turns to Ursa... And, and snaps at her again. And is kind of like, no, not snaps his fingers. Snaps in right, a, like, gloves if you're speaks her. angrily way. And essentially is like, you know, like, did you get all that? Like, that's the person that your people should be looking for. Like, call Renault right now and find out, like, what's going on. And so Ursa has to, like, step away and, and call Renault. And let's ask the table. I just want to know, like, is this call happening, like, while the whole... Or after he's gone up the snow lift and... Oh, you're phrasing this as a yes-no question. Is this call after Cho has gotten away? Okay. I feel like that's 50-50 because it took us some time to actually get down here. Yeah. I think that's fine. Chaos Factor 8, 47. Yes, it is, but not emphatically so. Okay. So Reno is, like, getting his squad back together. Or like, no, they like, wait for 10 minutes, nobody comes back down. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> so, so essentially, like, Renault's like, uh, we know the subject is... Uh, the, pursuing subject in, in ski slopes. I can't remember what we called the, the restaurant there. Oh, the frozen restaurant. Yeah. Like, he probably doesn't know either. The icy restaurant. <laughs> yes. And then he, like, you know, offers some assurances that, uh, that his troops will... But doesn't he, he needs court, to call for, like, medical? Court enough. The area, and like and then like in the background, uh, uh, sorry, sorry, you're, you're bleeding. Should, should, do we need to see to that now, sir? And uh, Renault was quite angry. Yes. You're bleeding too. <laughs> yes, we need to call for help for that. I'm so sorry, ma'am. At which point she's like, "Do you need another squad?" <sighs> he needs more authority. He doesn't need. He needs more troopers, but not like another sergeant to butt in on his. So maybe he'll just say, like, oh, if uh, you could send some troopers. We can load me silver squads, troopers. That'd be correct. So uh, at this point... Maybe they can learn something from the ape squad. So Ursa addresses the mob and asks if he needs all these troopers here still, or if some of them can be released to the search. So the mob approaches JT. Is that... Oh, hi! You tell me about milkshake? No, not yet. Maybe soon, though. And he, like, kind of puts, like, you know, the grandfatherly, like, armor, uh, like, around the shoulder kind of thing to, like, escort you in a certain direction closer to the disturbed box. Sure. This is the box that you fell into that has the flashing disturbance light on it, but next to it is the box that Cho opened and did things to. And that box is sitting popped open. The moth is now going to continue down the line of extreme condescension. That sounds good. He, he understands that galactic affairs are, are way above your head, but it's it's very important that you, you think really hard and, and try to remember what exactly you saw this crew member doing in here. 
you know, sure, he seemed like he was being helpful and he called droids in for you, but he also messed with some of these things. And, and what, if you can try to like recreate in your mind, like where was he standing when you were talking with him? You know, like what was he doing? Did he have any tools with him? This sounds like charm is what he's doing. It might be like the like nicest he can pretend yeah. to be. It might be like leadership because he's, to him, he's addressing an imperial citizen. Yeah, his leadership, that's four yellows. Four yellows? He's on off. Right. How about Charmon? He's forcing himself to be friendly when he's already angry and agitated. That's three yellows and a green? That's better. <laughs> I'll take it. And yeah, he, he is a moth. I mean, we can give him some... Like, GT doesn't take offense at being talked down to, really. No, she's pretty much talked down to 24-7 by her own crewmates. <laughs> It just does not face her. She's built up an immunity to it. That's just how organics are. They get very excited. JT gets excited too. She's just that her family's not like that. I don't know. I am trusting that. Yeah. And like, he's been angry and like he slapped my hand, but he's not directly threatened to murder. He could be a whole lot worse. That's true. So there's, there's options. And I mean, moths are nemesis level things. I, I yeah. hadn't expected the moth to come in. At this point, but yeah. we did roll things that indicated it. BCs have a way of screwing things up. Would you like to upgrade? You have all. Would I points. like to upgrade my three yellows and a green? It's up to you. Look, after what rolls are you going to have that are worse? After you talked me out of having four yellows, you want me to upgrade to have four? Look, yellows? it gets you a, gets you to spend a resource either way. Oh, I see. They're all black. Yes, yes I will spend one. I mean, you'll probably get a triumph, and you'll learn something about JT that you know she's idealistic. <laughs> Can't get anything on this person. Uh, two successes. We induces some more strain. He is pressing you for details about what Cho did. Yeah, which is not the direction I want this conversation to go. You want the conversation to go towards him attending your y'all. Yes. Or Getting sponsoring. <laughs> Sponsor a table. Sponsor a table at the gala. What is your strain situation? I'm at 7 of 15. I'm close to He half. is actually also close to half. Yes, I'm not surprised at that. So this is a really stressful situation for JT. You know, Renzi's always talking about staying hydrated, so she does pop out a little... Like, it can't be an actual milkshake, but it's like a five-hour energy kind of thing. You have pulled a milkshake out of your utility belt before. Okay. You did it on Gesserol as a basic solution to put out the acid from one of the creatures. Uh, yeah, so the I utility milkshake... I mean, you milkshake. have, like, a little thermos in yeah. your bag. I think JT's like, heavy stuff. She might have a drink. <laughs> you, like, take out a flask, but it's a milkshake. It's a milkshake. <laughs> Heavy slurpee. Uh, so I will recover a strain and just continued confusion, exasperation, whatever from the moth of who is this person? Alright. Uh, Are you going to keep up your deception? No, I think it's time to do some little bit of influence. Here. Oh, some time to use JT. Use the force. Whose voice is that in this context? Is it Eliza? Is it? I don't think Eliza would ever. Eliza would just be chiding. Yes. JT, Eliza but... would be like. You no, failed it's, um, because you're trying to jump. It's to clearly Valis's voice. Oh, oh, Valis's voice. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But what would Valisa uh, say? Like we haven't heard from Valisa in a long time. I mean, I know she spoke to you when we were actually on that ship. In some way, like JT's like charity work here is a continuation of what Valisa was. That's true. Doing. I feel like narratively is probably saying like Anaka might seem harsh. She wasn't always like this. I don't know actually, if that's actually yes. War has done this to him. Not to excuse whatever, right. you know, atrocity he's he's off to, but prior to Sogwer's attempt on his life, he was as close to a reasonable moff as one was likely to find. Right. And could have potentially even have been an ally for the rebellion. But extremes of one form or another mount upon each other. So perhaps Valis So it might be like, like he's suffered from war yes. as much or more than many others. Yes. You can heal this situation. Use the force. That's when JT like takes out the milkshake. Like, <laughs> it's heavy. But yeah, she was a healer, and she was she tried to be anti-war in a certain way. So there's a just emotion, so I get the blue die. That makes it seem like I should induce feeling, which mechanically does extra strain. But what type of feeling would you try to induce? I feel like I always go for sympathy, and like JT's going to like talk about. I know this is. Things were intruded upon, it's like dangerous, but it's whatever that is, like I'm just trying to organize a charity dinner for war orphans. Is that something you can support? I don't know how these war times have affected you. They've affected a lot of people in a lot of really nasty ways. 
Oh, like I feel like I'm always trying to evoke sympathy, but maybe not necessarily sympathy, but like reminiscence of like better times that he, because he's old enough to have, he was an adult before the clone. He was an adult when Amidala was queen. He was like the head of her. Which is a vague sense of history for JT, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Yes. Right. So maybe like reminiscence of is a better pre or pre war times. Okay. But you are completely ignoring everything he just said. What did he just say? (laughs) Yes, he was talking about like. He was, Try to remember, like, picture the details. He was pressing you for, for details. Oh, I see. So you're going to stick with the remembering yeah. segue. Yeah, well, sometimes it's hard to remember. The things we don't want to remember. The things we don't want to remember. The Clone Wars, my planet was invaded. Uh, she flicks her hair. Stoff says clearly. Most people probably don't know that, but it doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, so I think mechanically it's doing this. I will induce feeling because I think that's what the, the way the force and the narrative is going. Okay. So I believe this is just three purples. One of them is upgraded because he's an Yeah, that's fair. Well, I'm not as horsey as I used to be. I'm a mad inventor. You know, this version of JT, a lot more of the mechanics. Like, this is the slightly earlier JT. It's more mechanic things. It's fine. I'm just, like, realizing this more. This is recovering dark JT. Yeah. You had to step back from the force and, like, readjust your interactions true. with it. Eliza put you on a force diet. She force fed me. <laughs> Uh, but I got three yellows against a red and two purples. If I succeed, I will cause one strain, just for succeeding, and then one more strain for every success. Okay. Narratively, I'm inducing this feeling of reminiscence of better times. Okay. Of peaceful times. Well, I have two advantages, so I'm not doing that, because okay, I totally disregarded his question. No threats. No threats, so nothing super bad happens. And that cost you strain? It cost me two strain to do, so I will get those two strain back. Okay. So I will burn a turn and a point. <laughs> so you, I'm not going to say go off on a tangent, but... I, I pretty much disregard this question. And if you're taking those advantages to heal back strain, yep. then you're not taking those advantages to... I'll learn useful things about him. Or give him a black die or anything. Now you got other plans for that. So he is not swayed by your comments and is in fact annoyed that you are not answering his questions. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. A lot of people really know about JT. Common first reaction. So he pushes aside the lid completely of that crate okay. and grabs a binder cuff off the top and like slaps a cuff on JT and says, think very hard. Ah, we've moved to the coercion now. <laughs> we have moved back to coercion now. Little do you know, my wrist is so small. <laughs> And like presses you again for details. Okay. Um, they know he did something to this box. What did you see him doing over here? What yeah. other boxes did he touch that they haven't found evidence of? Sure. So he'll he'll do coercion. That's four yellows for him, is it? Yeah. Dang. He's he's a moth. He's a bright. Sorry, you need to keep repeating that. He had plausible deniability, which applied to coercion. Yes. And I've, I've learned that now, so there's no sense in. Oh, right. There's no reason to give him black dice for a coercion yes. thing. Yes. Missed my chance when he was trying to charm. Oh, it might apply to that, too. You also missed the chance to use your natural charmer back then. Uh, I still might have a chance to use that. Okay, uh, would you like to upgrade? I have no points. I'm I will that. upgrade, because he's getting... Angry. And he's also, um, I forgot to say, like, the last round. He, he did wave off a few of the stormtroopers. Okay. So, like, Silver Squad to go off and help Ape Squad... Okay, he has three successes and an advantage. JT uh, is over half, but not crushed. He has an advantage. I don't know that there's a single important thing for him to notice here. So I think he's just going to recover one stream. He put cuffs on you and makes him feel better. That makes sense. Sorry, what did he actually ask? He once again demanded to know about what that crew member right. was doing. What were they doing? To this box. Any what other boxes? boxes. Okay. He, he still is not viewing JT as an accomplice in any way. Right, but he's got as, no way to JT. Right, as a witness who is not being as forthcoming, right. uh, is not seeing the gravity of this situation. Don't talk to me about gravity, buddy. Like, one of my hands is in, in a cuff yes. right now? Okay. Yes, he has. Slapped a binder cuff on one of your hands. I'm trying to think of how funny it would be to, like, slap the other side on his hand. <laughs> you got no backup here, though. I got a Hydra Spanner. <laughs> Did I bring my gun in his purse? I don't remember. Probably not. It was not established. Probably a whip Oh, I didn't bring my gun at all, did I? Your whipcord launcher. Whip launcher. Yeah, you, your gun, if you have a blaster, yeah. it should be checked. 
Yes. I do not have a blaster with me. He really wants to know what else did this guy get into. He thinks you might have seen something. The thing is, like, did he really didn't, like, he was fussing around with this box. Yes. Did he, he did not technically help JT out of the other box, because JT got nope, the jetpack and got herself out. You jetted out of there. Yeah. You told him what that box was, though. You and Cho talked about the fact that yeah. there was some sort of, like, repulsor trap thing there. Yeah, there's that part that I don't want to talk about. Almost certainly still going to be deception. That's the, the situation it's got to be. Yeah, and I think JT is like, look, I told you everything I know about this guy. He's, you know, like, 5'9", blue skin. Once <laughs> again, not answering his question. Yeah, yeah, I think he was looking at that box for a while, uh, and then he was standing over there, he made a call, or like, he received a call. He called PD for you yeah. before going over to the box. He made a call for the binary lifter droids, because his mom asked, like, where was he standing, his other okay. stuff. I see. So you're like, well, that's where he, like, made the call. Yeah. He made a call, it was a regular comm, uh, he called the, the lifting droids, thanked him very much, he was very helpful. Went out the hallway, I took the turbo lift back. He went a different way, is that right? You guys went to a different room where he fixed your shoulder. Oh, And then he left from that room because you said you could find your way to the turbo lift yourself. So you don't know where he went from that point. Right, okay. And it was a kind of sort of storagey, closety sort of place where he treated your arm. Right. Which was not the room that you originally found. Correct, correct, correct. But that's not a detail I need to release. How Um, nice of JT to not release these details. So like, I don't, like, I'm really sorry, there's not anything more I can tell you, you about You are not guy. free to make all your uh, hand gestures, though, because uh, you've got a cuff on one of them. I'm one, I'm one of them. <laughs> but the other hand... So just kind of slap on <laughs> The other hand, you continue to wave around. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of that, like, I already told you, when I don't, I'm like, I'm really sorry. I feel like, for the purposes of responding to his question, that's what I can do. Like, I already told you everything I know about this guy, which is not true. I told you where I saw this guy. He's a real fan of yours. He's a, he's a groupie. He's been following you around. Yeah, that'd be more worried about it. I think, you know, he might be into you. I heard that you, you let him off and everything, so I know. <laughs> I don't want to get involved in your long love triangle. I'm really sorry. Uh, but he has got this binder thing on me, which is rude. I almost want to, like, reassure him of, like, it sounds like you're stormtroopers around the case. Like, they're the galaxy's finest. <laughs> more lies. <laughs> more lies. Lies. Fun lies. So you want to, like, switch to charm to, uh, like, reassure him? Yeah, there's that. I do want to redirect. He's gotten a little threatening, so I don't know if I want to be like, well, look, it might help me remember if you come to my gala. <laughs> and then I can tell you, oh, yeah, he's totally a rebel with us. Also, he's gone now. <laughs> Long gone. Also, my girlfriend is a rebel. This cake is delicious. I think I'm going to stick with the deception for right now to uh, respond to his question, but... Not give any more useful information. Like, yes, he was standing over there. He made a call to another crew member to help arrange the droids. Those droids came down. Can we, can we reactivate them? I feel really bad when they're deactivated. They're just trying to do their jobs. And we still have to set up a space. So we are going to need For the charity crates. gala. Is there a place you could store your crates? Or can we just put a big tarp over it? I need to spend this point, unfortunately. Up against his was it, vigilance. Red, red, purple, purple. One failure. I was really hoping you would... Wait! That was deception. You're a natural? I am a natural. This is not the best place to use it, but... And it could have been a lot worse, uh, but I'd rather have some advantages. All right, I'll take one advantage and three failures. So, two strain, but you get one back? I get one back. Uh, As described, I was over half, so you might be able to. Do you have a thought on a type of compromise that you think... It would be something where, like, he wants to try to... Like, you clearly interacted with this person. You can help us track him down. Which JT's not really honestly on board with, but it might be to the tune of JT, like, well, if you can come to my gala event, a lot of crew members are going to be there. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it makes sense to, like, go there, though, because you haven't indicated that you had any sort of rapport with him. That is correct. Or he might decide, like, you know what, we're going to let you cool off for a bit. I have been thinking While you think that. real hard about who this guy was. yeah. On one hand, it would have been like easier for the story if we got to the point where they let you go not as a person of interest to them anymore. Right. But it's also possible that they could be like, we're going to lock you up and we're going to stick you in this room and you're going to think real hard and then you're going to let us know when you have something you want to tell us. Right. And it might be they're thinking also like, well, we might capture this guy and we can corroborate some things. Well, you know what? He might just be a little pissed. And like, I don't want to deal with this right now. We lock her up for a while. 
Like, he might recognize he's pissed. Yeah. Okay. So I think what he does is clip the other half of the binder onto your other wrist. You're in the middle of, like, a hand gesture and click, click. <laughs> and he says, you know, clearly you're finding this environment too distracting. Because you, you keep being like, oh, those poor load-lifting droids are turned off. And, like, I need my room and, and things like that. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, I think you need a nice sit-down and a... In a room in which nice, you can concentrate. Cool. Place with cool uh, Duracrete walls. But this is a cruise ship. There isn't a brig on here. Uh, a ship with tens of thousands of people? There probably is. What do you do with people who drink too much? <laughs> that, that, that's where they'll stick you. In the sober up room. At four in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, there's still people there from last night. I'm sure, I'm sure. So, yes. He says that you're going you're gonna to need to think a little harder for a while, in a, a place where you can really focus on what is important in this galaxy, and he, like, gives you a shove. That was uncalled for. You can make a coordination um, check if you want. I have a sixth sense, mind you. Oh, what is that? It has a defense die. Okay. What it does. He should make a brawl check to okay. attempt to get me. What is the mob's brawl? That's awesome. No combat capabilities at all. I am going to spend one of those story points, and he's going to shove you. And he is going to fail the two threats. I guess you don't need a coordination check. Uh, but you have a sixth sense, which causes one of these threats. Yes. So he's like doing those like you need a GT. Like, this guy. Like GT knows like he's probably not really going to be able to hold her very well, but she needs to de-escalate this situation. He needs to cool off a bit. So you want him to take these as strain? I think, yeah, I want him to take these as strain. She kind of like, well, okay. Like she starts to turn already. I see. As he goes down, he like stumbles a bit. <laughs> She's not going to ask about these binder cuffs until we get out of the room where he's in. Then she'll talk to whoever is escorting her. Like, are these really necessary? They don't even work! Look! Who made these Tusk Enterprises? Do you want to do anything else back to the moth? I think I'll go one more negotiate. Okay. Uh, she's like, fine, I'll try to... Yeah, I'll try to remember. But can you also... This charity war orphans fund needs to happen. It would be really great if we had some Imperial support. I will try to remember... Can you try to make time in your schedule? Or can you support a table? Or can you give me back my ballroom? <laughs> okay. Like, he's probably not super concerned about it, but I will leave him with that thought. So, what is his negotiation? Four purples, I think Four purples. You do have a story point. I do, and I probably should use it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> yeah. Four successes, five threats. Well, he's definitely past half his threshold. <laughs> Well, depending how I take these threats, JT's just, like, done. <laughs> they have to, like, just haul her away. Here's a possibility. There's three threats, which is that the character accidentally reveals their true goal in the encounter. Now, in this situation, do you want to interpret that as hiding chose participation? JT has been working to avoid giving away information related right. to Cho here. This is true. So it could be that you reveal that you do actually know something about him. Probably along the lines like... You can make it to my charity event. Maybe I can remember something. Like, that's probably how it's phrased, is like... Or it could even be, maybe I can remember something about Cho, like... Oh, revealing his name? The name is not so important as that you confirm to the moth that you do know things. Okay, okay. Yeah, as opposed to that guy. Okay, I think that's fair. That would consume three threats. He would definitely want you for more questioning. He would be... He's past his strain, so... I think we could get to the negotiate compromise situation of... Tell me what you know, and if it's useful, maybe I could put on a token appearance. Or, like, we'll talk to Ursa. Yes. You're still going to be, like, locked up in a room for a while to, like, cool out and, you know, collect your thoughts. And... What? Maybe Ursa. But he will know that you have potentially some information. He's compromising on the, he is not going to squeeze it out of you at this very moment. Right. What is your strength or flaw? Uh, here he knows my flaw. That's interesting. Okay. My strength is a idealistic. Idealistic in what way? I don't have a Like, specific. you believe in the good of humanity? The good of sentiency. Uh, JT's leaves that there's... There's good in some people? There's goodness in people until proven otherwise. Okay. Which, like, goes along with her trustingness. Right, right. It's not just that she is naive. She believes people are trustworthy until they demonstrate themselves not to. Okay. He might use this time period to, like, think of an approach that will work right. on you. Like, you know, maybe you don't understand the full, like, importance of the burial work going on. Which, frankly, he never took any time to describe. 
because he was too busy bossing you around. But like maybe he will pause and think of an approach that will work for you, on you. What is your preferred Gala-related outcome? Do you want your ballroom back? Uh, no, I think JT wants them off there. Like this, JT had gotten like all right, lost her space, but there's this space. This space is totally fine. She was gonna make it work. No, getting imperial sponsorship of a table is what JT really wanted. Joe really wanted their the moth himself to attend, and that would be good in a lot of ways. So I will go with attendance by the moth. Okay. So the moth believes you know things, but not that you are in cahoots with them. Which is, I mean, so, half true. And so for the purposes of getting you to like think very long and hard about what you know that could be of use, he will agree that he will attend your gala. Did he like runs back over, gives him a hug? She thinks about doing that. Then realizes the cuffs would make it awkward. You'd have to like, be way too be close of a hug, close. and that he's way too tall. You can't just do the one-arm hug, yeah, then the cuffs. Work. Uh, hands are cuffed in front of you. Uh, thank him so much for that. So I'll put down <laughs> one more wealthy <laughs> donor. Mission accomplished. Well, he's attending the gala. He's not promising a million credits. I'm putting down a million Because <laughs> if he's there, hangers-ons are going to have to. You are going to be led out of here. I think this counts as the end of an encounter. This does count as the end of an encounter, so you can roll to recover strain. We can decide whether or not it's the end of a mythic scene. I think it is. Okay, you have completed a thread. What thread is that? The thread of get the moth to attend the guy. <laughs> so, as for scene cleanup... Get moth to attend! Check. Alright. Uh, yeah, so JT's accomplished most of the major tasks. Now it's just a numbers game. Get some entertainment, get some decorations. You know. JT's a little bit tired, a little bit heart's bumping, a little racing a little bit, but she has them off to a tent. You are leaving in handcuffs, but not associated with the rebellion. Just good, because I'm not a rebel. So my question is, do you think that the chaos level has gone down? I think it was successfully de-escalated, I, so I, I do agree. feel like it's gone down. It's not great for JT personally. But it, you aren't being like hit with shock prods. Uh, correct. I did not actually get tortured. You did not sell out your new friend. I did not. Still got a win over them off as a friend, but you know, challenges. We did not add any new NPCs here. Correct. Did we add any new threads? Do we want there to be a thread for JT that's uh, regained freedom of movement? Or we don't. Like, that's going to be JT's next scene is yeah. in the jail cell, telling the guard to let her go, kind of thing. So what do you want to do regarding the next scene? So there was the... Mystery person that we know is Gomar, uh, picking up Joe, and Joe waking up, and whatever that is. And there's JT in the, the drunk lockup room. Yeah, so I'm asked, like, do you want to keep playing JT for another scene? I think I would. listening to Cruise Control, set in the Star Wars universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars, and Genesis role-playing materials. Our players were Dan and Jen, and our GM was the Mythic GM emulator. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. There you can also find our other adventures, including a related story about JT's girlfriend Renzi, our Star Wars Rush Hour trilogy. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you... Stay safe, citizens!